The following episode is graphic in nature. It explores child pornography, sexual exploitation, and child trafficking. If you are bothered by these subjects, please feel free to skip this episode. You can check out the rest of our catalog and catch us on the next debriefing. We will now proceed with Pizzagate. Good evening, hushlings, and welcome. I present your preceptors to the underbelly of the void, the whispers of conjecture, and the known of the unknown. Thus begins the conclave of the Hush Hush Society. 28-year-old Edgar Welch was arrested in Washington Sunday afternoon outside Comet Ping Pong, a popular family pizza parlor. D.C. police say Welch fired at least one round into the restaurant floor with an AR-15 rifle like this one on his Facebook page. No one was injured. Police say Welch drove all the way from North Carolina to self-investigate Pizzagate, a fictitious online conspiracy theory. Pizzagate started on the internet shortly before election day when right-wing sites that make up fake news spread rumors that Hillary Clinton was involved in a child sex trafficking ring in DC. Buongiorno, hush puppies. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Where we delve into the world of conspiratorial mysteries and dark truths. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And as always, we're joined by our beautiful young pizza delivery boy, <laughs> Slick Frank Sanders. Slick Frank Sanders here. <laughs> I got a nice large cheese for you. Bonjourno. Bonjourno. Stuffed crust. Hey, yo. It's, it's not delivery. It's Slick Frank's dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not delivery. It's bussing. <laughs> What, no tip? <laughs> it's all tip. It's all tip. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but How tip. How we doing, boys? How we living? How we living? We living large? Stuffed crust pizza is the only pizza. We're doing good. I actually don't really like DiGiorno. No. No, it doesn't taste like delivery at all, so I don't know why they <laughs> yeah, ever went yeah. with that. And, you know, speaking of stuffed crust pizza, Frank probably isn't old enough to remember this, but when they came out with stuffed crust pizza, was it Shaq? Dave, do you remember? It was either Rodman or Shaq. They had some celebrity spokesperson, and he would be like, oh, the the crust is stuffed. You got to eat it backwards. And they would eat the fucking crust first, like some sort of fucking psychopath that was hiding children in their basements. Anyways, welcome to the show. I don't think you understand, like, the gravity of the fact that you guys were alive when stuffed crust was invented. Yeah. Like that's a pretty <laughs> monumental moment in Best the, time to be the alive. time space continuum. And you guys got to experience it firsthand. Just imagine the history, the entire history of, of the human civilization from, from the first bipedal to come out of the fucking muck. And we were born when stuffed crust pizza was a thing. Yeah. I envy you. <laughs> This week, for our 42nd installment, we hack into the Pizzagate conspiracy. Travel with us to Washington, D.C., and pop into Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, take a seat, grab a slice, and we'll comb those emails of Hillary Clinton's campaign chair, John Podesta, and much more. The emails were made public and allegedly code words were found within the messages that connected high-ranking Democratic Party officials with human trafficking and child sex rings. Oh, it's going to be a rough one, hushlings. But before we need the dough, be sure to check us out on all our social medias. You can find us in the usual places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As well as our Discord. We love to have you join our Discord. We chatted up over there, having a grand old time. And we have a brand new Twitch channel. I will uh, admit we have not really used it yet, but we are getting into it. You can also find us over at the official website of the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour, hushhushsociety.com. Discord is like a, a pizza party. <laughs> Not this type of pizza party. Yeah, not not this type of pizza party. But on our website, you can find all of our debriefings, our declassified discussions, which are just getting even better as we go. So tune into that. Cryptid Chronicles, some merch, 
new merch all the time, news, blogs, and the ability to drop that ever-coveted review where we abduct our tees. Oh, before we move on, we got to talk. We have to address this. We get the occasional review and we enjoy them from you. We we got a really nice one from a brand new hushling, uh Danny. Thank you so much for that uh wonderful review that you left us. But recently we got a review from a UK listener and they they said some very nice things. They said that we we have great topics, it's, it's a good listen, all that other great stuff. But then they said I believe the words were the T's at the end of our words are abducted, meaning that we don't really hit our T's at the end of certain words. Their example was the word content. So when we say the word content, we don't really hit the T. It's not content. Content. No, I don't. Content. It's more of like a D than anything. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So all three of us are from New England and New Englanders bury are T's especially in the middle of words or uh, at the end of certain syllables. I'm sorry. It's just the way we talk. But the T's are there. Trust us. The T's are there. They're just buried in grinders and sodas. I'm sorry (laughs) if we come off as assholes. We're from New England. so (laughs) We do ask people to help us become a better show. And I mean, hey, hey. even if it's in the T's, it's in the T's. Thank you for telling us about our T's. We will make sure that our content really hits. Speaking of content, you can become a patron today, Hushling, with two tiers to choose from. The Hushtronaut tier at $3 and the Hushling tier at $5. You get access to exclusive debriefings, new delicious segments like Mystery Mike's Cryptid Erotica, and the Frog Factor, as well as merch drops. And we started, at the end of Season 4, Patreon debriefings. They are just like these, but they're exclusive for you, our patrons. And they are streaming every third Thursday, and we have a new one coming up on the 17th this month, where we'll be discussing mercury poisoning that causes homosexuality in birds. Yes, make sure to hit up our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash hush hush society. Kids, let's dip into the marinara. The question is... What is Pizzagate? Some of you may not know. It's definitely not a pizza party at Chuck E. Cheese. That would be a really fucked up pizza party. Uh, (laughs) At Chuck E. Cheese? At Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. Would you get diddled at Chuck E. Cheese? That'd be terrible. Oh my god. Why'd you have to take it there? What's wrong with just... That's where he was going with it. Oh. But just imagine, like, Chuck walking around. You know how they have... It's probably usually, like, a teenager walking around dressed up as Chucky, and he, like, goes up to the kids, and he's like, you know, he dances about. But just imagine, under the big rat mask, is fucking John Podesta. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) What the fuck? In 2016, the United States was in the midst of a presidential candidacy with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton leading the charge in their parties. In March of that year, John Podesta, a former White House chief of staff and then chair of Hillary Clinton's campaign, had his personal emails compromised in a data breach. U.S. intelligence would later go on to attribute this attack to a Russian cyber spy group known only as Fancy Bear. What a name. We are Russian spy. (laughs) We are Russian hacker group Fancy Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to the hack, WikiLeaks would go on to acquire and publish more than 20,000 pages from these said emails. Some of these emails pointed to election tampering from within the Clinton campaign, to something more sinister and quite frankly evil, bubbling within the Podesta social circles. The emails contained odd correspondences and cryptic messages. Users on message boards went crazy skimming through these messages, picking out certain code words and phrases. This started when specific food-related words like pizza, hot dog, cheese, pasta, sauce, ice cream, and walnut were found in, quote, high frequency in the Podesta emails dumped to Wikilinks. He was hungry. One thing about this, just before we go any further, at the start of this People took those words and matched them up to well-known pedophile code word. Like, walnut would be, uh, I think, like a mixed-race person. 
pizza was a little girl, hot dog was a little boy, blah, blah, blah. That's fucking demented. Well, they said that pizza showed up in high frequency throughout these emails. But we will point out, if you went into your email right now and you typed in the word pizza, most likely you would get a lot of spam that said, hey, get $5 off a of pizza. Join now, get pizza. It'd be Domino's. It's kind of what they used maybe to explain it away, or maybe it is just a really viable argument for having the word pizza or these different food-related terms found in high frequency throughout those emails. I just checked my email just to check, and I mean, it's there, but it's not a lot. Mine are only Domino's. But you also have to remember, he was the chair of the Hillary Clinton campaign. Ah, yes. Big pizza consumer. Big pizza boy. Think of how many fundraisers there were or donation plates or, what you know, whatever it may be. I'm just trying lunch. to... Yeah, lunch. Exactly. I get, I get it. The Clintons are big pizza people. If you do look through some of these emails, some of them are not very crazy. It's like, hey, you want to come over and I just got a new pizza stone. Rumor has it Bill Clinton uh, eats pizza seven times a week. Is that why he looks like the fucking Crypt Keeper? (laughs) (laughs) These codes would point to an alleged sex trafficking ring, spearheaded by John Podesta and his brother Tony Podesta. They alluded to parties or get-togethers which included prominent figures in the DNC, Washington's political elite, and even Hollywood stars engaging in sexual acts and performing satanic rituals with underaged children. Gross. The conspiracy spread quickly to social media sites such as 4chan, 8chan, and Twitter, gaining even more traction when a Turkish pro-government newspapers and sites started to spread the information and email contents. The first email comes from Tamara Luzado, who was chief of staff of Hillary Clinton when she was a New York state senator. Quote, We plan to heat the pool, so a swim is a possibility. Bonnie will be Uber service to transport Ruby, Emerson, and Mauve Lozado, 11, 9, and almost 7. So you'll have some further entertainment, and they will be in that pool for sure. Okay, hot day in D.C., bringing the kids to a pool. If you take it into context of what we're talking about, that's it's gross. But if you take it into a normal context, why wouldn't you send this through a fucking text message? I, I don't know. Hmm. Especially in 2016, we had the same technology that we have in our pockets now. But it just sounds like a day at the pool. Like, yeah, there's going to be some entertainment. Why would you tell the ages of the children? We didn't add that in, right? That was part of the email? Yeah, that was part of the email. The ages were included in the email. It was later determined Tamara was the owner-operator of Evie's Crib, a site where she auctioned off, quote, raw and uncut camera time with her own underage children. That's one of those things that not many people had really dove deep into. When I was doing the background of Tamara Lozado, she kind of married into this rich family, the Lozado family. She had her own kids, and it was suspected that she was, for lack of a better term, pimping out her own kids through this Evie's Crib website. The website is real. It's a real website. Check it out, guys. (laughs) I, I don't know if it's still up. But there's definitely, within the research, there's definitely screenshots of this website, and it does it did exist. Hushlings, if you want to try it and get swatted, go for it. Please don't visit any sites. We also have an email from Susan Sandler, a wealthy donor to the Clinton Foundation. The email reads, Hi John, the realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? They can send it if you want. I know you're busy, so feel free not to respond if it's not yours or you don't want it. That was interesting. Pizza map on the handkerchief. Yeah. That verbiage in itself is very, very weird. Yes. Another part to that email, which I didn't include, was it says that it was a handkerchief that was white with black on it. White and black, they're also coded words in the pedophilia ring. White means a virgin and black means S&M. So a handkerchief is also like a child. 
a handkerchief is like a little girl, I guess. Essentially, if you were to read this email using that code breakdown, it would say, we found a little girl and map is like bruising, I guess. We found a little girl that has bruising on her, might be pizza related, pizza related, you know, obviously with this whole thing going on. And it was a virgin girl that had S&M done to her. Oof. That's if you're following these pedophilia code word breakdowns, yeah. And there's one more email we'd like to discuss. It's from an unknown sender, which is super sus. It's quoted, I think Obama spent about $65,000 of taxpayers' money flying in pizza slash dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago. Assume we are using the same channels. If we get the same, quote, waitresses, I'm all for it. Exclamation point times three. It's a lot of pizza and hot dogs. $65,000 worth. Do politicians just eat pizza and hot dogs? Is that like... That's what I'm saying. The Clintons, the Democrats, I mean, they're just big pizza people, right? To be fair, look, Donald Trump had mad McDonald's. Okay, that was for like the winning team of the Super Bowl, and it was like well-documented. He was well-documented that he ate a lot of McDonald's every day, right? It was part That of dude is diet. literally a McGriddle. <laughs> yeah, he's a giant McGriddle. He's, he's literally a McGriddle. So he's like, sweet on the inside, sweet mapley man. <laughs> well, when it comes to the Pizzagate conspiracy, it's essential that we talk about Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington, D.C., as it plays such a large role in this entire thing. The pizza joint housed a major international child sex trafficking operation in the basement. Many believe that the pizzeria's menu used a, quote, pedophilic symbol as do the signs and decorations of other neighboring businesses. There's even underground tunnels that link many of the surrounding businesses. An insignia on the parlor reading, quote, play, eat, drink. Rumor has it that this code is for pedophiles welcoming them to the operation. But like most places, like restaurants say eat, play, drink. That's fucking Dave and Buster's. There's a restaurant called Lazy Dog out here. It says the same thing on the... That's pretty much every restaurant that features some sort of arcade slash game element to its restaurant. Yeah. Is it possible that maybe these restaurants are uh, secret hiding places for pedophiles? Can you imagine? Dave & Buster's is big enough. <sighs> so is Chuck E. Cheese. Stop. Stop with the Chuck E. Cheese. John Podesta inside that mouse costume. <laughs> <laughs> I was always scared of the, um, just shut your eyes for me. You remember going to Chuck E. Cheese when you were little? You'd see the band of animatronics up on stage playing. Think about the drummer. <laughs> that scary motherfucker with that big mustache and that fucking chef's hat. Fuck, I was scared of him. They were all trippy. And as we previously mentioned, the word pizza itself was code for child porn and illegal sex trafficking. Eventually, word came out that the parlor's underground refrigeration room which is basically just a huge walk-in, was actually a kill room. It's said that this is where satanic cults would meet to practice cannibalism and perform other rituals. In December of 2016, a North Carolina man, Edgar Welch, was arrested after entering the pizzeria with an assault rifle and firing it inside the restaurant. Why would he do that, you ask? To investigate Pizzagate. What a way to investigate. I think he was, like, trying to shoot off a lock on, like, one of the basement doors or something. I don't think he just walked into this pizza place and started spraying it up. Like, he went down into the basement. And he like fired started three shots. Bolts. Well, he wasn't, like, trying to kill anybody, right? No, 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 no. no. I think he shot a, lo a lock off of a door. Why wouldn't you just bring bolt cutters? Yeah, right? <laughs> Maybe he thought they'd make a movie out of him. And they would have Tom Cruise play him or something, and he wanted to make it really dramatic. There's a big difference between going into a place and getting arrested with bolt cutters versus popping three shots off and getting arrested with an assault rifle. Maybe he thought he was going to kill a cult. Maybe he thought he was going to find something and have to kill a bunch of people. Oh, uh, he was definitely going to be the hero. Yeah, yeah that's what... I, they're going to make a movie about me. I'm telling you, Susan, <laughs> they're going to make a movie about me. Don't worry about it. I'll be fine. He said in an interview with the New York Times that he just wanted to take a, quote, closer look. And plans changed when he got there. He got so mad when he saw the front of that restaurant that he decided to take a more violent approach and grab his AR-15. 
He went on to say in his research, several sources gave him, quote, the impression that something nefarious was happening. The pizza vigilantes didn't stop with Welch. <laughs> there were many... <laughs> you like that? Yo, I'm starting a grindcore band called the Pizza Vigilantes. Yes. Hell yeah. There were many death threats to the employees of Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, as well as other surrounding businesses. Someone went as far as to set the pizzeria on fire back in 2019. Wow, that's pretty recent. Yeah. Considering when this took place, I guess people really still believe this is going on. It's still yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although Welch didn't discover anything from his investigation, it's not too far-fetched. In December of 2019, a St. Louis man, Lauren Kopp, former owner of Dojo Pizza, was sentenced to 65 years in prison for production of child pornography, possession of child pornography, and the use of interstate facilities to persuade or coerce a minor to engage in sexual activity. He's a one-off. Think so? Probably not. I don't know. I just said that's, that prematurely. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if this is like 100% attached to Pizzagate or just a coincidence of a former owner of a pizza joint. I mean, there's a lot of pizza places out there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's also a lot of pedophiles out there. Yeah. Maybe there is uh, some small percentage of pedophiles that own pizza places. And they just so happened to link up with the Democrats. Oof. Maybe. <laughs> One figure from Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria, part of this conspiracy that does bring up some head-scratching moments, is its own owner, James Elefantis. James Elefantis grew up in Buffalo, New York, and before coming a restaurateur, he owned an art gallery in Virginia and was also a general manager of another restaurant. He would go on to open Bucks Fishing and Camping before opening Comet Ping Pong in 2006, where he was also an executive chef. Bucks Fishing and Camping? Bro, was that like Bugaboo Creek? They had that big moose as soon as you walk in. From what I understand, he was the owner of this other restaurant. I think it was called Greenwood. And he had this executive chef that worked for him. And then him and that executive chef rebranded Greenwood as Bucks Fishing and Camping. And then later he would build a menu with that same executive chef to open Comet Ping Pong. There's a couple of interesting things about Alephantis. He would be shown to be communicating with John Podesta in the email leak and also show ties to Barack Obama and the Clinton crime family. <laughs> huh. There was rumor that he was also related to the Rothschilds family, although his family background is unknown. I want to say it was just an added thing to this conspiracy that people were like, yeah, he's a Rothschild. Yeah. You don't really know. Trust me, I tried to do a whole lot of background on Alephantis and could not find anything about his family or anything like that. So Alephantis's Instagram account did not help matters when trying to distance himself from the conspiracy. Posts included children with odd hashtags such as hashtag ho or hashtag retard. A large walk-in fridge with the caption, quote, kill room and other occult and ritualistic artwork. That's the large walk-in refrigerator that we were talking about previously. There's some weird pics on this dude's Instagram. He had a picture of some little girl, I want to say she was probably like five or six, and she had both her arms taped down to the tables in the restaurant. Is that still up on Instagram? I don't know. Going through a lot of the screenshots of stuff that he has since deleted, you see a lot of ridiculous comments that he made between like him and his friends about eating babies and saying that pictures of little kids, oh, that baby's a good looking one. Like just really fucking creepy, creepy pictures with comments. Yeah, this is weird. I'm like looking at it now. That's weird, dude. Yeah, you could see like pictures of kids and I think he has family members, obviously, so maybe they're their kids or his friend's kids or something like that. But the frequency in which he takes pictures of kids and he himself does not have kids is kind of fucking blah. Suspect. It's the only way to describe it. The comments and the hashtags and all the things that he captions the pictures are very, very off-putting. In 2012, James Alephantis would be named by GQ in the top 50 most powerful people in Washington, D.C. 
he ranked in at number 49. Just made it. How in the world is it that a restaurant owner is named one of the most powerful people in the nation's capital? Yeah, because of all of those pizzas that he provided to the Clintons, obviously. <laughs> and the hot dogs to Barack Obama. And sauce. That's a head scratcher right there, especially when you're looking at politicians, you're looking at business owners, you're looking at the hub of our fucking government. And he's in the top 50 most powerful people in the capital. And how many people are in like Congress? Hundreds? A lot. <laughs> Hundreds of people? Just think about that. And this pizza shop owner gets into the top 50. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you look at his Instagram and it, what? Yep. Check it out, Hushlings. If anything is suspect in this entire thing, like you could look over the emails. Okay, maybe they were made up. Maybe they were planted. Maybe they were fake, whatever it may be. But looking at this as a whole so far, Alephantis is the key evidence to me thinking that at least some of this is real. Hushlings will return after this short message. Greetings, Hushtillians. We dive 20,000 leagues under the sea to the depths and explore one of the greatest mysteries of all lost civilizations, Atlantis. Ancient writers have viewed Atlantis as a fictional or metaphorical myth, while others believe it to be real, and most notably written in Plato's dialogues, Timaeus and Critias. Was Atlantis a real place? Filled with a high civilization? Was it just a story? Is it an extraterrestrial base? Or even a ship itself? Join the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Monday, February 28th for Debriefing 43. Atlantis. Welcome back to the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. Let's get into some key people we keep bringing up John Podesta. We've mentioned before about John Podesta. He's a political consultant who served as the White House Chief of Staff to President Bill Clinton from 1998 to 2001 and Counselor to President Barack Obama from 2014 to 2015. Quick term there. He's held various other positions in the White House, such as Staff Secretary and Deputy Chief of Staff for Operations. As we mentioned already earlier in this episode, this theory really kicked off with the Podesta email leak, where we can see an odd correspondence with James Alephantis. It just so happens that he held numerous fundraisers for Hillary Clinton's 2016 election campaign at Comet Ping Pong Pizza. His art collection is rather bizarre. Mm. The majority of it consists of depictions of dismemberment and cannibalism, some very gruesome artwork. I do have some gruesome artwork in my house, though. But I know who made it. You're not chief of staff. His brother Tony Podesta also has really fucked up artwork. One of the most notable is he has this, uh, I want to say it's gold or maybe copper sculpture that kind of hangs in the foyer of his house of a body in this contorted sort of position. And it's supposed to mimic one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims and the way that Dahmer left one of his victims at one of the crime scenes. That's freaky. Yeah. It rung sort of like Jeffrey Epstein bells to me with all of Epstein's yeah. weird ass art. Let's also talk about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> As Donald Trump called her crooked Hillary, Hillary Clinton was a senator, secretary of state, and presidential candidate. In case you weren't aware, yes, she's married to Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I just put my penis in her mouth. Just for like a second. <laughs> it was real quick. Shouldn't even count. Like anal. Not only were several of her fundraisers at Comet Ping Pong, Hillary went as far as to quietly support the pizzeria in the wake of the shooting by ordering a lot of pizzas and giving them away to after-school programs. How nice of her. That's what I'm saying. They were catering. Big pizza right? people. Big pizza people. That's so weird, though. So, like, you're in the midst of Pizzagate. Somebody came in, shot up the place because they thought that there was some sort of child sex thing going on. Then you go to the place that you're named for being a part of, of said sex ring. You order a whole lot of pizza, and then you bring them to school children. Weird. Weird. It's like yeah. right in your face. I feel like it's one of those right in your face moments where it's like almost mocking. Yeah, it's very on the nose. It's very on the nose. 
At least she was able to shed some light and humor on a bad situation. At a book event, she said, in quotes, In one of those emails, John Podesta is talking about pizza. He's Italian and Greek, so you know. What the fuck? <laughs> so you know. And she just goes, I just, it's just so out of the blue. Like, you're, you're at this book event, you're signing books, you're talking about a book, and you just, like, <laughs> out of nowhere, bring up the Podesta emails and joke about how he likes pizza? <laughs> <laughs> just just cause. Hillary, can you tell us about uh, chapter six, you know, where you talk about your father? Sure. By the way, these emails that John <laughs> Podesta had data leaked, uh, <laughs> you know, if you want to talk about pizza, he's Italian. I don't know if you guys know that. He's the guy. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Italians love to eat pizza 1400 times. <laughs> <laughs> Italians love spending $65,000 on pizza. Italians just have 5,000 outstanding emails in, in their email account talking about pizza. <laughs> Our next player in the Pizzagate conspiracy is Anthony Weiner. Now, Anthony Weiner is a former politician and convicted sex offender. He was a representative of New York from 1999 to 2011. Wiener went on to resign from Congress after an incident that involved sexually suggestive photos which were leaked via Twitter. Dick pics, baby. Wiener <laughs> Wiener pics. Yeah, Wiener pics. <laughs> In May of 2017, Wiener pleaded guilty to another sexting charge which involved transferring obscene material, Wiener pics, to a minor. He was sentenced to 21 months in prison and had to pay a $10,000 fine. Small price to pay to show your wiener. Did he actually serve that time, or was that just... I like, don't think he served 21 months. Not. No. Doubtful. He probably went and picked up trash on the side of the Long Island Expressway. <laughs> Although Hillary, Podesta, and Elephantis were at the forefront of this conspiracy initially, many more have been included in the past years. People like Ellen DeGeneres and the boy toy Justin Bieber. And the list goes on and on. The Justin Bieber thing is kind of interesting. It might be a little bit far-fetched, but Justin Bieber was like doing a live stream on like yes. Instagram or something. Did he make a gesture? Yeah, yeah. So somebody in the chat was blowing it up saying like, were you involved in sex trafficking? Were you involved being trafficked as a child? And he's blowing up the chat, blowing up the chat. And he's like, touch, you know, the tug on your hat if you were trafficked as a child. And shortly after that, he goes up and like tugs on his hat a little bit. Uh, I, it could be a coincidence. I don't know. A couple of his music videos, actually, one in which there's a bunch of like really rich people sitting around eating in this fancy restaurant. He's in the, the restaurant with them. He says that that video is directly correlated to child pedophilia and child trafficking. Really? The symbolism of these rich people eating all these desserts and all this other stuff and getting close to him at the dinner table and all this other stuff is supposed to represent these elite predatory pedophiles. This next part, Hushlings, we will briefly touch on because maybe down the line... We will revisit it in a full debriefing, but let's talk QAnon. Pizzagate not only began a conspiracy that would be received worldwide and cause an avalanche of speculation, but it also spawned QAnon. QAnon would officially become a group after connections between Pizzagate and the online forum 4chan. Pizzagate would only be the beginning of what Q would base their belief system on. In October of 2017, a user by the name of Q would post on 4chan claiming to be a high-ranking government official with insider information on Donald Trump's secret war against an evil cabal. Followers of Q believed that Trump would bring, quote, the storm, which would be a worldwide arrest of the cabal controlling human trafficking and every other evil thing to befall civilization. This is, of course, including Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and a flurry of other public figures. QAnon would spread the narrative of evil Democrats drinking the blood of children, child sacrifice, and involvement of very powerful and influential people, including Hollywood stars. Yeah. Yeah, good old Q. Still holding on to that JFK Jr. riding in on a white horse. We can't talk about drinking the blood of children without tying it into satanic rituals. Now, the rituals that supposedly happened inside Comet Ping Pong are described as perverse 
evil, and grotesque. In one of those leaked emails, a woman named Marina Abramovic tells Tony Podesta she was, quote, looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner, end quote, which she would be hosting at her home. Marina is a conceptual performance artist, writer, and filmmaker. Much of her work is closely related to the occult pain as it relates to the body, blood, and the physical limits of the body. She has close ties to John and Tony Podesta and has attended Clinton gatherings by request. To say she has a personal relationship with these people is an understatement. One thing to note, Abramovic has said on many occasions, spirit cooking is not a performance art. Spirit Cooking with Essential Aphrodisiacs is a companion book written for her spirit cooking sessions. The book has, quote, recipes requiring blood, semen, and other arcane ingredients. The ritual also seems to encourage self-harm. Believers in the conspiracy would say that children are being used to perform in these spirit cooking sessions using sexual and violent energy. Could this be to summon something, as Abramovic has said cooking sessions can be used for? Or is this used for ritual sacrifice? Hmm. Performance art? I say not. There's actually a very interesting picture of John Podesta where he is holding up some hands and he has band-aids on his fingers. And one of the, I guess, excerpts from this recipe book says to cut certain fingers on your hands and drain the blood and all this other crazy shit. It's exactly the fingers that are described in the book that he has these band-aids over. You can see a lot of her work in a lot of different places, and it's very wacky type of stuff. With the involvement of Marina Abramovic, Hollywood stars are also brought into the mix. As we know, occult symbolism in the movie and music industry is rampant. Abramovic worked closely as the spiritual advisor to Hollywood's elite, including Jay-Z, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Tom Petty, Chris Rock, Robert De Niro, Pam Anderson, Jared Leto, and Johnny Depp. As well as Gigi Hadid, James Franco, Big Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Will Ferrell, Elton John, Queen Beatrice, and Kim Kardashian, as well as many more. No, they got Will Ferrell. I know. <laughs> they got Will Ferrell. They got Tom Petty? Shit, dude. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> A simple search would see images of stars attending Abramovic's dinners where they would feast on food that resembles that of human body parts and blood. Past tweets from stars, quote, joking about relations with children and eating babies. The Hollywood connection to the occult and pedophilia is evident. Didn't Lady Gaga have like a music video? It's just all blood and shit. She literally wore a meat dress. We will definitely have to do some sort of debriefing, whether it's a full debriefing or a Patreon debriefing, but we will have to go through some of the symbolism and the visuals of Satanism and evil that persists throughout the music and movie industry because it is everywhere. There's so much of it. If we did one episode, that would be a long episode. If you're not a patron, sign up but we do talk about it in one of our Frog Factor episodes. And one thing to note about Abramovic, if you see pictures of her, she looks maybe in her 40s. This woman is in her mid-70s. So either she has a really great skin care or um, plastic surgeon, or she's taking cut-off circumcision skin and just draping it on her face. Dude, that's a 75-year-old woman. Yo, she's in her 70s, dude. That's not right. You know what makes her not look like she's in her 70s? The blood of fucking infants? Adrenochrome. Many supporters of the far-right-wing group QAnon believe that Adrenochrome is at the heart of Pizzagate. They were taking shots of it while they were eating cheese pizza. They were probably eating pizza during all this shit if they were doing it too. This guy was catering all this bullshit. You gotta eat pizza. If you're in the pizzeria... He's probably got slices, like hot slices, ready to go. They insist that liberal elites are harvesting the blood of kidnapped children for adrenochrome, which they say offers a psychedelic experience and even holds the promise of immortality to those who ingest it. 
The adrenochrome theory isn't just lurking in the depths of Reddit and 4chan, it made its way into mainstream media on none other than Dr. Phil. Good old Dr. Phil. <laughs> Do you think that you're a good father to her? Do you take <laughs> shots of adrenochrome? He had a woman on the show who claimed that her daughter was missing, and she heavily believed that her daughter was kidnapped and tortured for the chemical adrenochrome. To put it simply, adrenochrome is a chemical byproduct of adrenaline. As it turns out, you really don't need to go to the lengths of kidnapping children and torturing them for it. There are many chemical suppliers that sell it. Here's another thing about adrenochrome, and I really, really looked into adrenochrome. From what I read about adrenochrome, they're saying that it gives you this psychedelic experience. It's far from that. It's actually more of like a mild sedative. And it's also said that if you ingested adrenochrome in mass amounts, you would start to form a psychosis over a long enough period of time of usage. And you also would develop really bad migraines and things related to your head because you're not supposed to ingest it. I've been in plenty of online arguments with people that would say, well, you don't know. Well, neither do you. But I've read the science behind it. I've read about studies that were done with adrenochrome. If you want to use it as a drug, it would not be a fun drug to use. The rumor has it that it's extracted by torturing these kids. It has to be extracted through like actual traumatic experiences. You can't just stick a needle in and go, we're going to get adrenochrome. You have to like have horrible experiences to have it release. It's, it's the height of the child's fear. It reminds me of Monsters, Inc., where they're like capturing the children's screams in those canisters. That's actually another link that a lot of Q supporters point out is that Disney and Hollywood are kind of pointing that out in the movie Monsters, Inc. is that they're not actually capturing screams. It's an analogy for capturing adrenochrome from children. I mean, the gauge does fill up red, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I could I be wrong. It does. That's just that's just from memory. Although there have been no victims of Pizzagate to come forward and no physical evidence, we know that does not mean that there was nothing done. In case you were wondering, here are a few actual facts supporting that there is something sinister going on with the global and political elite. Dennis Hastert, former Speaker of the House, was convicted of molesting boys. Senator of New Jersey Robert Menendez had sex with Dominican child prostitutes. Pennsylvania State Senator Mike Fulmer was arrested on possession of child pornography. Democrat donor Terry Bean was indicted for having sex with a 15-year-old boy. George Nader, who worked for the Clinton administration, was arrested three times for sexually abusing boys. State Department employees of California, the California Deputy Attorney General, the Tennessee State Representative, and 5,000 Department of Defense employees in the Pentagon were all found sharing child pornography. Both UK parties knew about MP Peter Morrison and MP Cyril Smith interest in child pornography. We also have high-ranking politicians in Norway, Portugal, and Egypt to be found involved in child porn abuse and sex rings. Former UN Chief Andrew McLeod says the UN is turning a blind eye to child rapes being committed by its peacekeepers. He went on to say, I left the UN because they are the second largest harbors of pedophiles behind only the Catholic Church. Shit. That's an accusation. Yeah, that's a big one. A hefty one. Ted Gunderson, former FBI chief, says that this involves the finders who are out of Washington and other advanced child abduction rings, CIA cover-ups, and covert operations. Corey Feldman and Elijah Wood have talked about child sex abuse in Hollywood. Roman Polanski was charged with raping a 13-year-old girl in 1978. Kevin Spacey was accused of raping underage boys. Brian Singer, famed director, was also accused of raping four underage boys. R. Kelly was convicted of child sex crimes and child pornography. Woody Allen's adopted daughter claimed he molested her when she was only seven. Former Disney vice president Michael Linnae was convicted recently of child sex abuse. And Sterling Van Wagnen, creator of Sundance Film Festival, was convicted for child sex abuse. 
there's a lot more there. You got people that have come forward that we didn't mention in this episode that are now dead. Pizzagate conspiracy is a big one. There's a lot of stuff that we couldn't fit all into it. Those are super, super deep dives into it. Getting into some of the people, like Dave said, that came out and said something and then were Clintoned. And then you have more of these allegations. There's tons and tons of them in Hollywood. There's tons and tons of them throughout the world. Child sex rings and human trafficking rings are broken up pretty much daily multiple times a day throughout the world. Maybe Pizzagate was something that was made up, maybe it wasn't, but the problem of child abduction, of child exploitation, of human trafficking is a very real problem. We may be uh, sheltered from that kind of information because the mainstream media doesn't really dive into it, they don't really cover it for whatever reason that may be, but it is a massive, massive issue. People have definitely, definitely died over it. Yeah. That will bring us to our final thoughts. I am very interested to see what the boys think on this. Dave, what are your thoughts on Pizzagate? I think that it's a very broad thing. To my point right before we got into the final thoughts is some folks that were really fighting this issue in my thoughts, Chris Cornell, Anthony Bourdain. Those are people that died very similar ways. Just to say that, this is a broad topic, and we could definitely do more. It kind of branches out to other things for me, to where you have Pizzagate, and then now you have the Hollywood elite that's a part of it, and you can probably even more elaborate on that. For me, I think James Elephantis is a big player in this. John Podesta, obviously. Those emails for me were very vague, but also suspect. Could this be a giant ring of people who like to drink blood and eat hot dogs and pizza, they probably weren't eating hot dogs and pizza, if that's the case. This is something that's ongoing. Pizzagate might be over with, but the topic of child sex trafficking, I mean, just look at Wayfair. There was that whole bit that came out. You buy the Jenny dresser and you get an eight-year-old girl with it, supposedly. Only costs $65,000. This is definitely an ongoing thing, especially with the Hollywood elite. So for me, Pizzagate is alive and disgustingly well for probably a lot of these people, but heads will still roll, and those are a lot of people that you see in movies. I'll probably watch a movie later that might have Will Ferrell in it. <laughs> final, final thoughts on this. This is part of the beginnings of exposing what's happening. I think that Pizzagate in itself is probably just one of many, many, many situations and locations and events where these things are going on. As we've stated, it is a worldwide problem. It is something that is pretty fucking rampant, and you wouldn't normally think that child pornography or child exploitation and even human trafficking was that big of a thing, but in doing the research on this, ugh, it's sickeningly a huge issue. So I think that Pizzagate was kind of maybe one of those events that opened the eyes of a lot of people and had a lot of people think twice about what was going on. And if you connect the dots, especially between Abramovic and a lot of these Hollywood stars, especially, she's very much into occultism and self-mutilation and self-harm and all these different things that she explores with these spirit cooking sessions that she does. And then you come to find out that she's the spiritual advisor to all these different Hollywood stars. Why are Hollywood stars getting spiritual advice from some woman who is drawing that kind of evil energy? And you could really only call it evil, honestly. James Alephantis, I definitely think was involved in a lot of this stuff. I think whether he was procuring the actual children or he was just providing a location is to be seen, but he was definitely a key player in this whole thing. Pizzagate, I think, is a real thing. I think it's a very real thing. At least the child exploitation part of it. As far as drinking blood and adrenochrome and all that other stuff that pops up in these Q conspiracies, I don't hold on to that. I don't think that that's a big thing as far as consuming blood. And if it is one of those things, it connects back to Abramovic and her special type of art. I'm going to say partially, I believe, that things happened related to Pizzagate. What if she's a skinwalker? Oh, God. What if she's a witch? Slick Frank Sanders. Final thoughts. 
Frog's final thought. Well, for starters, I think that this is just an absolutely horrendous topic, and it sucks to talk about, because I do believe that all of this shit is actually happening, and that makes it even more difficult to even discuss. I've always believed that the Hollywood elite was always up to some crazy satanic shit, and the whole Epstein connection stayed really strong in my head throughout this entire research and production of this episode. That is the most apparent and like in your face example that these elites are actually doing this shit. Like we said, it's a very real thing. Although I think the Pizzagate thing and the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria is just sort of a secluded incident, just a tiny sliver of the pie of this entire big pepperoni pizza. The adrenochrome I, I don't necessarily subscribe to. I don't think that they're out here drinking the blood for adrenochrome. Possible uh, blood sacrifices? Maybe? Like, I'm not into that Q shit, but like I said, I do believe that they're into this crazy satanic shit, especially when you've got these high-ranking government officials with crazy grotesque artwork in their homes. It just, it doesn't sit too well with me. Unfortunately, I do believe that Pizzagate is happening. Maybe not at Ping Pong Pizzeria exclusively, but yeah, it's happening. Yes, Hushlings, I want you guys to know we definitely did our due diligence in researching this topic. We went far and deep. We all kind of came to the table not feeling well after it. We did definitely do our due diligence. With that being said, that's going to do it for this debriefing. Was there anything that we missed? Was there anything that we should have discussed? What do you think about this episode? Did we forget to throw in the extra dipping sauces for your crust? Reach out to us. Hit us up at our email at contact at hushhushsociety.com. Tune in for Debriefing 43, where we journey 20,000 leagues under the sea and explore the mystery of Atlantis. We're going to go a little lighter, yeah. a little lighter topic. Yeah, a little funsies. Yeah. We've been wanting to do this since season one, actually. Enjoy it, Hushlings. It's going to be a blast. And it's going to be streaming everywhere Monday, February 28th. One last thing, Hushlings. Break out the calendar on your phone. Mark this. Tune in on June 6th for our 50th debriefing and our fifth live show. Stay tuned for more details. 50? Goddamn. 50. We getting old. Oh, by the way, Hushlings, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, oh, we forgot. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day, Hushlings. Uh, how romantic. Much love from the preceptors. Eat those chalky candy hearts for us. Thank you again for joining the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour. I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. And I'm Slick Frank Sanders. Happy Valentine's Day! Until our next debriefing, remember... The best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight.